Welcome to the Frequency 49 show. I'm Paul MacDonald alongside Deepak Gohill. Good evening, Deepak. Good evening, Paul. How are you doing, mate? I'm good. Uh, Kev is sidelined again thanks to his internet service provider. Um, so he's not able to join us live on the show. He has recorded a couple of bits, um, including the pick six for us. So we will get those played out in the course of this show. Um, we are now putting week three of the San Francisco 49ers season behind us. That's gone. It's done with. We're looking ahead right now to week four. This Sunday's clash against the Dallas Cowboys back at Levi Stadium. Deepak. What's your first initial feelings about this game against Dallas? Grudge game, grudge game, grudge game. Hated rivals, and I'm sure I speak on behalf of everybody that this is one that, you know, if there's one game we could pick to win in the season, it would be against Dallas. Yeah, yeah. Uh, The 49ers started the season at home, Levi Stadium, against the LA Rams, and had... By all standards, a very good game. 28-0 win against the LA Rams. A great performance. Second game at the Panthers, it was a, I think it's fair to say it was a mediocre performance, isn't it? Well, you say mediocre, but um, I think the fact that we stayed competitive throughout the game and almost had a chance to try and sort of salvage maybe a win um, gave us a bit of encouragement. You know, so a, a better performance than we would have expected under normal circumstances. Yeah. Uh, and then last week's game against the Seattle Seahawks stunk up the place. We absolutely stunk up the place. So basically, basically, we can't get any worse. We can't get any worse than we did on Sunday. So we've we've got to do better this uh, this weekend against the Dallas Cowboys haven't we Dak Prescott is the uh rookie quarterback looking at the looking at the stats quite comparable to be honest with Blaine Gabbert Dak Prescott 66 completed on 99 attempts Blaine Gabbert 53 on 96 attempts um slightly less yards say slightly less large for Blaine Gabbert's 200 yards less across three games the the Dallas Cowboys are turn one in their division. The 49ers are one and two. So what what kind of a defense is Blake Gabbard going to be facing in Dallas? I think he's going to face a pretty aggressive defense. Um, in fact, without making a blanket statement, I think every single defense he's going to face is going to be fairly aggressive. Yeah. But with Dallas, you just don't know what you're going to get. And I think their inconsistency is something that's plagued them for for many, many seasons. So you don't really know which Dallas Cowboys are going to show up in the same way that we didn't know which Seattle Seahawks were going to show up last week. And unfortunately, it was the very worst kind that showed up for us. So it's it's really hard to tell with Dallas what's going to happen and who's going to show up. But Dak Dak Prescott has impressed me and um, he may may well keep Tony Romo off off the, the starting position for a long time, you know. Um, but they, they look to be in good hands. He's doing okay as a rookie. That's right. Uh, Tony Romo, Dallas's perpetually injured player, it seems, doesn't it? I mean, I, I, that guy's got to retire at some point, I think. But Dak Prescott, the 49ers passed Dak Prescott, didn't they, in, in the draft. Do you think that's going to come back to haunt them? Well, I think there might have been a lot of players that we could have drafted and should have drafted that could come back to haunt us. But the draft is one of those things where, you know, hindsight's fantastic. 
you know. But having said that, the draft is now a huge opportunity for us, depending on how how we manage it. You know, if we've got a capable general manager, and again, I'm taking a dig at you know who, but every single skill position, including Navarro Bowman's, is up for grabs because Bowman will retire eventually, so his position is going to need replacing so we have a vacancy at every single skill position yeah we've got we've got draft choices and it really is about finding those drafts and i've said this on the previous podcast you know the 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 diamonds in the rough if you will that lurk sort of in the lowest second and mid third round of the Mm. draft that that we need somebody who's savvy enough to find those sorts of players you know i mean yeah could we rue not drafting Dak prescott yes but we could of rude missing out on you know we picked Alex Smith instead of Aaron Rodgers you know so it, it, it's a good it's a good thing to have hindsight with That's yeah what I'm with the draft. <laughs> yeah and it is a lottery because you know whilst these kids may play great in college there's no guarantee they'll be able to perform in in the NFL yeah you know? look at Johnny Manziel he played for a big football university had a lights out college career and died in the NFL yeah you know, Vinny Testaverde did. He won a Heisman Trophy, and he was a car crash. Mm-hmm. But Joe Montano was a low third round draft, and look what happened there. Yeah, yeah. Looking at the stats for this weekend's game, San Francisco leads the all time series seventeen to sixteen with one tie. The last meeting was a twenty eight to seventeen win for the Forty Niners in Texas. Uh, Chris Culliver fumble return and a Carlos Hyde rushing touchdown. Um, Dallas are currently 11th in points scored per game with 25.7. And as I said, Dak Prescott, 66 for 99, 767 yards so far. Ezekiel Elliott, their uh, rookie running back, 71 carries for 274 yards so far. Our offense is dead. Well, every every position on the field is going to have to step up. for this game, the defense, our defense definitely performed way below what we expected of them. We have, um, we have players on the defense that we should have been able to rely on in Seattle. Do you think that they can step it up against Dak Prescott and Ezekiel Elliott in this game where they didn't in Seattle against Russell Wilson? Well, we're going to find out very soon, and I think Dallas would be a a good game to measure just how the I hate saying this the bounce back ability of, of the defense in particular yeah. because you know when you look at it in terms of talent our defense is not too bad you know it's a pretty good defense it's not the best but it's not not terrible yeah you know and I think we have an opportunity if we can get through their offensive linemen and uh, and give Dak Prescott a, a bit of a hard time then um, you know maybe their offense might wobble then. Um, and Dallas's offense is prone to wobbling when things don't go well, you know, and they're prone to blowing big leads too. So it is an opportunity for the defense, but I, I think really the, the offense needs to start earning a paycheck now. Yeah, and I think that's where we're going to struggle again, isn't it? One of the uh, one of the characteristics of a Chip Kelly offense, it was said before he came in, is that it's a very fast offense with lots of plays. The Niners currently have the most defensive offensive drives of any NFL team, 42 in three games, but they are 31st in average plays per drive at 4.8. 
and last in yards per drive at 20.9 average yards per drive. The offense has got to step up. Blaine Gabbert, uh, I don't know. He he's got to he's got to be making those connections with his receivers, hasn't he? And with his tight end, he can't he can't throw these balls into the ground. Some somebody called him Lawn Dart the other day, which I, I found quite funny. Um, he's got he's got to improve his accuracy with his wide receivers and with his tight ends. I think if you look at that stat you just said that we've got the most offensive drives drive sorry of any any NFL team with forty two, then. You, you all look at a couple of things. You've got to look at what's the outcome of those drives, you know, and it hasn't translated into points, nor has it translated into yards. So basically what's that showing is that in three downs, we've made very, very little forward progress. Yeah. And I, and I think the, the stat that I should have really looked up was what our actual third down efficiency is for this season. Mm. Uh, to show that we've had the most drives suggests, you know, that, <clears throat> okay, Kelly obviously has a system that he wants the players to play to, um, and people are going to get sick of me hearing hearing me say this, but does he have the talent to be able to execute that system? And it's going to take time to develop players to fit into his system, and for that, Kelly will get a pass for me until two seasons, you know, which I think would be long enough to see if he really can make a difference. Mm. But right, but right now he's on hiding to nothing. He's got ideas. He's got a vision. He's got a way he wants to play. But the quality that he has to work with is um, is perhaps not what he'd like. You know, he, he he may want some better players, and again, that leads to the draft. And that's the draft and free agency is our only opportunity for acquisition. Mm. So, so we need somebody. And again, sorry, Trent Balky, but we need somebody, not you, to be the person who finds those players. Yeah, just looking at the. Uh the third down conversions you said about the 49ers are 16 of 46 our opponents are 19 of 44 um bizarrely the 49ers have scored nine touchdowns in their three games the opponents have scored nine touchdowns in the three games so the stats seem to be comparable but we're just not doing anything with the ball when we've got it Sure. I mean, okay, those stats, yeah. If you look at it on paper, they tell you a story that, hang on, it's not that bad, it's close, it's close. But then just watch the first two quarters of the Seahawks game and all the answers you see will not be in numbers. It'll be on what you saw in the first two quarters of that game. Yeah. You know, there's, yeah. there's a glaring deficiencies across uh, many, many different areas. But, you know... Let's anchor this back to the Cowboys game, you know, and Seattle's in the bag. It's done. It's dusted. I think the players, the coaches have accepted that, you know, something really, really bad has happened. Uh, and I think they'll be sufficiently buoyant in terms of morale and spirit to take it to Dallas, you know, because yeah. they know that this is a grudge game. And uh, I'll be honest with you, I, I absolutely fancy us to, to win this. I totally do. Yeah. Um, before Kev lost all of his uh, internet uh, connections. He was able to send us uh, a couple of little audio clips that he recorded. This is a proper rivalry game to me. Last week's game against the Seahawks hurt as it would against a division rival. But they are Johnny Come Lately's in the grand scheme of things. For me, the games that matter the most are the Rams, the Giants, and this one against the Cowboys. To me, no matter what, we have to win this game. Even if we went two and fourteen on the season, I'd still be reasonably happy having beaten the Cowboys. And the next one. We are playing the Cowboys, who line up with a rookie quarterback 
and a rookie running back, both of whom have hit the ground running and are playing well for their side. I think that just goes to show what a decent general manager can actually do in the draft. I mean, we had four picks before the Cowboys picked up that Prescott and another we traded away that we could have used in that space. Instead, we picked up a quarterback in the sixth round that didn't even make the 53, no matter how bad our other quarterbacks are. So, yeah, Kev, Kev's made some good points there about both the rookie quarterback and the rookie running back and the GM that's picked them out of Dallas. We've spoken about this already, that Trent Balke's outstayed his welcome. He's not been doing the job that he's needed to be doing. Another thing with Trent Balke is that he's traded away players who we thought were maybe past their prime, particularly Frank Gore. He's gone to Indianapolis. He's still putting up great numbers. Michael Crabtree's a bit of an, an-, bit of an anomaly, isn't he, in that... He could still put up great numbers in the 49ers roster. He just didn't want to be there. Yeah. And same as Vernon. I would say he, towards the end, his interest really wasn't in playing football at all. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, it, it shows you what a decent uh, a decent GM can do with the, with, with the picks that they've got in the NFL draft in what Dallas have done. Um just looking uh, at another stat that Mark Lyons sent through to us. Hello, Mark. Thanks for that. Uh, quarterback completion percentages. Uh, quarterback completion percentages under Chip Kelly. Try saying that when you're drunk. Mark Sanchez, sixty-four percent. Sam Bradford, sixty-four percent. Nick Foles, sixty-two percent. Blaine Gabbert, fifty-five percent. Michael Vick, fifty-four percent. Hmm. I mean, you can make stats say anything, can't you? But it's. Well, this well, is a pr- prime example of making stats say what you want them to say, you know. Yeah. But the one thing that you, we need to keep in mind of is that the NFL more and more has become a passing league. It's a, it's a league where quarterbacks are going to be high commodity, especially when you look at the likes of Drew Brees and Tom Brady, who have had pretty good careers and they're, they're sort of on the way on the end side of their career, if you will. You know, I'm not mm. going to say they're going to retire at the end of the season, but. You know they've they've got less years ahead of them than they have actually played. So it's imperative that we we conform to the league with this and and draft a decent quarterback or acquire one from somewhere that could fit into Kelly's system. He might even be playing in the NFL right now. We we just don't know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, shall we take a look at the pick six as it stands now? Then. Yeah, good idea. Okay, it's back over to Kev, who's uh, pre-recorded our nice little pick six bit. First up, let's look at last week's results. Again, there was no pick six. We haven't had any so far this season. Darrell Neal's handman was the only pick to get five, and it was only a pick from Eli Manning in the last minute of the game that stopped him getting all six. Two people only got one, Gavin Sutton and Deepak Gohill, yet no one has managed to get a zero yet this season either. Elsewhere for the hosts, Paul got four, Brian got three, and with return to form, I got two. But my tie pick did go to overtime, but didn't make it as close as the final game of last season. Overall, there are three joint leaders on 13. Darrell Neal's handman, Mark Court and Mark Nowley. Of the hosts, Brian Paul and myself all have 10, and Deepak is bringing up the rear on eight. The games picked this week are as follows. 
the Colts at the Jaguars in the Wembley game, Titans at the Texans, and the Raiders at the Ravens in the 6 p.m. games, the Rams at the Cardinals and the Cowboys at the 49ers at 9.25, and then the Monday night game of the Giants at the Vikings. My picks for the week are as follows. I'm going to go for a Jaguars win in the Wembley game. Titans and Texans will be a tie to make it all the tees. The Raiders will just squeak past the Ravens, who can't get as lucky as they have done so far this season. Cardinals will beat the Rams, make it an all-tie division again. Cowboys can't be, ever be picked, no matter what, so it's got to be a 49ers win. And I feel the same about the Giants, so I reckon the Vikings will go to 4 and eight. So that's the pick six games for this um, for this week. We'll go through them again. Uh, the Colts at the Jaguars, Titans at Texans, Raiders at Ravens, Rams at Cardinals, Cowboys at 49ers, Giants at Vikings. Deepak, should we make our picks on those? Uh, yeah, go on then. Okay, let's start out with the first game, which is the first of this season's international series games. The international, the, the international, the Indianapolis Colts are heading to Wembley to take on the London Jaguars, as uh, as Kev put it. Who can you see winning this one? Uh, just because he said London Jaguars, because I was going to say that. Um, who am I going to say is going to win it? Do you know, 50-50, I think whoever's going is lucky. They're going to get to see Frank Gore play. But uh, I'm going to go with Indianapolis purely for that romantic reason. Just just because Frank Gore's playing for them. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, Indianapolis are 1-2. and two. The Jags are 0-3. Oh they haven't got a win so far this season. Blake Bortle had an absolute dog of a game at the weekend. I think he threw five interceptions in one game. I don't think he's going to have anything like that kind of a game this week. But I've got the Colts to win that game as well, I think. Um, I just don't think that the Jaguars have got what it takes to overcome the Colts. Second game is the Titans at the Texans. Mm, the who, got this one. Right, in the Who Cares Bowl. Um, <laughs> I'm going with the Tennessee Titans um, purely because... I just can't be asked to pick one over another. But having said that, and it is quite sad that uh, J.J. Watts is going to be out for a significant amount of time this season. Mm. And uh, he's uh, certainly one of the better better defensive players in the NFL. And it'd be a huge loss to the Houston Texans. And I think, uh, you know, maybe... I mean, it's just a toss of the coin for me. I don't really... I'm completely impervious to either of those two teams. So I'm going with Tennessee. Hmm. Uh, I did see a tweet before about JJ Watt's injury saying that doctors had advised him that he should rest for the rest of the season because his back simply can't take carrying the entire team for another 13 games. Yeah, that's about <laughs> right. <laughs> um, Houston are top of that division at 2 and 1. Tennessee are 1 and 2. But uh, I, can, I see a Tennessee win in that game. Tennessee are on the road going to the Texans, but I don't think that's going to make a difference. Um, I think Marcus Mariota will be getting the win for the Tennessee Titans. Uh, next game is... Who is the next game? Bear with me. Baltimore and, and the Raiders. Yeah. Next game is uh, the Raiders at the Ravens. Who have we got for this one, Deepak? I'm going with the Raiders because, as Kev rightly said, just how lucky can Baltimore carry on being? Um, and I do think Oakland are looking... 
not quite the team that I thought they would be. I thought they would be a little bit better, but I do think they've got the bits in place and the pressure of playing away from the black hole might be a lift for them on this occasion. I think the Raiders will squeak this. Uh, looking at the stats, Derek Carr and Joe Flacco both have attempted exactly the same number of passes, 118. Derek Carr's completed 79, Joe Flacco's completed 76. Um, oh, Baltimore at the top of their division, 3-0. I think their, their luck is going to run out, same as you. I'm going to go for a Raiders win on that one. Um, next game... Rams at the Cardinals. St. Uh, Louis Rams? No, the Los Angeles Rams are on the road to the Arizona Cardinals. Yeah, I think the Cardinals will be too tough at home. And the Rams are really not that great. So um, I'm going with Arizona for that one. I think I've got to agree with you completely. Um, even though Los Angeles are 2-1, and one, Arizona are 1-2. and two. I think Arizona, are, this is their bounce back game. Um, and I can see them absolutely destroying the Rams in that game. Uh, our fifth game is the grudge match. Dallas travelling to Levi Stadium to take on the 49ers. Well, we're forbidden from using the C word, so I'm not going to start now. 49ers all day long. <laughs> Sounds good. Um <laughs> The 49ers have got to step up. They've got to rebound from last Sunday's performance against Seattle. And I just feel sorry for the Cowboys <laughs> because that's the team that we've got to bounce back on. If the offense can step up, if, if Blaine Gabbert can start hitting his targets, I think they're going to have just about enough of an offense to put enough points on the board to win. They've got to give the defence time off the field as well. We can't be having this situation again where the 49ers offence is on the field for 24 minutes and the defence is on the field for 36 minutes. That's got to stop. I think this is the game. 49ers win. Also because I can't go back on what I said last week and have to hand in my man card just for picking the Dallas Cowboys. Last game of our pick six is... The New York Giants at the Minnesota Vikings. Monday night football. Mm, well, I'm going to go with the Vikings. Um, I think the, they're the dark horses this season, aren't they? They're, they're sort of under the radar, getting stuff done, whilst Odell Beckham Jr. is getting the crap kicked out of him by goal-kicking nets. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with the purple people eaters, as they <laughs> used to be known as. They are 3-0 and at the top of their division. New York are 2-1, and um, nestled behind Philadelphia in their division. Eli threw a couple of interceptions himself um, in week three. And I think that, I don't think they're going to go into Minnesota and get the win. So Minnesota Vikings win for me as well. Um, that's our pick sixes. Um, Kev's already put his pick sixes in as well. You can put yours in on the uh, on the thread on our Facebook group, so please make sure you do that. Get them in nice and early as well, because um, it helps the guys collate all the results and everything, makes it nice and easy for them to process later. Any parting thoughts on this one, Deepak, for the game on Sunday? I think the game on Sunday is the reason why we love the game so much. You know, these rivalry games where you think back of all the 
the history that goes into this particular matchup, you know, and um, for a lot of us, it's something that we grew up with. Even people who go back into the early 80s with the games against the Catch and the NFC Championship game in 93. Um, yeah, I, I, we have to win this game just so that we can keep some sort of pride. Uh, but... <laughs> I'll say it again, as long as the players do their best and they give it everything and leave everything on the field, I don't really care about the result because I, I do think that you know the supporters, the 49er fans, deserve a little something back from this team now. Mm. And what better way to return it than against a, a heated rival, somebody we really don't like. Yeah. Yeah, well said, very well said. Well, that is it for this episode of the show. Thanks to AudioNautics.com for the music. Thanks to Rob Yule for his blog. Thanks to James Lowe for running Twitter and Instagram. Thanks to our researcher, Mark Lyon. Um, thanks to Andrew Mitchell and Kev Nalen for running the Pick 6 competition. Um, thanks to all of you guys for listening. I, I, I haven't thanked you for quite a while, actually. So thanks for everybody that listens to the show, that clicks on the link downloads it and listens to the show because that's why we do this show and we absolutely love doing it it's it's for you guys without you we'd just be two guys talking over skype about random football stuff so thank you to you uh, thanks to graham ross for editing the show you're gonna have a nightmare of a job for this one graham i'm telling you you can follow us on twitter and instagram at frequency 49 and on facebook search the frequency 49 show it's time to say goodbye deepak goodbye everybody catch you soon on behalf of Deepak Gohill, I've been Paul MacDonald, you've been the audience, and this has been the Frequency 49 show. Bye for now.